strange too. Sparkly. 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 <laughs> Charges Chatter. Today I will be playing a recording of um, an interview me and my friends did. Um, me and my friends did. My friends Savannah and Timberl did. Um, we did an interview with this author, Carrie Fagan, and we actually got that interview through this club, this book club we did called Red Cedar Book Club, which was really fun, and we got to interview him. So I will be playing that interview. Yeah, and it was really nice. So I hope you enjoy it. Also. Just a little note that this was a Zoom recording, so there will be some stuff that he, like, showed us that you might not be able to see, because this is the podcast. So, yeah. And another thing, um, this is actually our third episode for Chargers Chatter, so this will be the third one, which is awesome, so thank you. I hope you enjoy the interview. Okay. Uh, what inspired you to write this book? Uh, you know, it's always a little mysterious where a book starts, I find. And some of that is because it starts deep in my unconscious, my subconscious, and we don't have direct access to our subconscious. So things are happening in our minds that we don't really know about, right? And so stories sometimes seem like they come from nowhere, but they're really coming from somewhere deep in our minds. So part of it came from there, but part of it also came from very specifically from a trip I took of all places to Ireland because one of my kids, my daughter, Rachel, she was going to school in Dublin, Ireland for the year. She was doing an MA in of all things. She was doing a master's degree in children's literature and we went to a museum (coughs) and I found this little book which was a catalog of a woman who had made these little handmade books. They didn't look like the cards that Gretchen Oyster makes, but I really liked these little handmade books this woman made. I thought they were very quirky and neat. And I bought that book. And I think right then I thought, I'd love to write a book about somebody who makes something you know, and, 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 um, and when I was younger, I used to actually make cards and send them like when I was younger, but in my twenties, when I went away to school, I used to make sort of postcards and I'd send them to my friends. So (laughs) I remembered that. So the combination of seeing this person's work and remembering that I used to do that. I love making, I've always loved making things. I can't draw very well. So collage has always been a really nice thing to use because I can't draw very well. Um, And I've always been interested in trying to use some art that I could make in my books, even though I'm not an artist. So part of it was that. And and I I really liked this idea of her leaving it around town. Where the idea of Hartley and his brother having run away came from that, that I don't really remember where that came from. Um, I, I know I wanted to explore. I like to, I like to, even in a book that has funny parts and is comic, I like to deal with serious things at the same time. So I know I, that story appealed to me because it, you know, I could use someone who was 
fairly comical, like Hartley likes to make jokes, but he was dealing with something very serious. So I know that, but I don't really know. I don't had nobody in my family. I'm happy to say it's run away. Um, and I, so I don't uh, have any direct experience of that. I did do research about it though. Talking too much, I think already. So I'll stop. The designs of the postcards in the book were really inspiring. Where did you get the ideas for them? I know you just like answered a lot of that, but. Mm -hmm. Was because I do have, I've always loved making little things. And even now, like for birthday and Christmas cards and stuff, I never buy cards. I always make my own cards. And I usually, usually I try to make them funny rather than inspiring. Um, <clears throat> so the idea of, of, and I wanted them to be something that maybe somebody reading the book might want to make, try making their own. You know, I didn't want them to be, I wanted them to be something that anybody could do in a way. Um, but they also evolved. I have, this is my, this is actually my first draft of Gretchen Oyster. I looked in my pile in the hallway and it's still there. And as you can see, I write a lot of my, my drafts by hand. I don't know if you can see that. I write my first draft often by hand. I love getting away from the computer. And when I was writing it, I was coming up with the, um, cards as I was writing it. So I didn't have them figured out beforehand. And every time I came to a place, I thought Hartley would find a card. I had to make a new card and they really kind of evolved. So I'm going to sh show you like, if you remember there's one where about a dog today, I met a dog in the park. He looked at me with his brown eyes. I think maybe he understood me. So this is the first one that I did, which is really just a scribble, really. I don't know if you can see that. And I put two eyes for the dog. That's all I did. Then when I wrote a few drafts, I made, uh, when I, when I wrote the next draft, I would stop, which I did on the computer. I would then stop and I would go into another room where I had my glue stick and paper and stuff, and I would make a card. So I would kept, I would make them as I went along. And this was my first dog one. I just want to show you, it's got a little tree at the top. And there's, the, I want to show you the picture of the dog because if you see it, so, and that's the picture that I, when I gave it to my publisher, um, that was the picture in my manuscript. But then you always do some rewriting. You get, I get, you know, editorial comments and then I do a revision. And when I did the revision, I did the cards over again. So it's almost like I revised the cards three times. So this, and, and this is the, the third card and it's, so I made my own tree rather than used a picture of a tree from somewhere. And I used that dog, by the way, is my daughter's dog, actually the same daughter. Unfortunately, the dog has passed away. I'm sorry to say that's um, a wonderful dog. I did wonder if there was a, if that was your dog or if that was my dog. My dog always, Rachel, she always wanted a dog. So she had a lot of stuffed dogs. I get to, now she has a new beagle and I, I babysit her every Friday, except this, except this Friday. <laughs> so I get to spend a lot of time with her. Um, that dog was so, 
when it used to, it would see you, it would be so happy to see you that it would just start to cry. It would just cry and cry. It would break your heart. It was funny. Anyway, so, so, um, I, um, <clears throat> you know, what the cards say or something that I kind of just worked out every time I had to make a new card, it's almost like it was like writing a poem where I had to hope the inspiration. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Um, how long did it take you to come up with the idea for the book and then to write it down? Um, probably, you know, a draft of this book probably took me a couple of months to do and over the whole book together would have probably taken me a year. I do a few drafts. I usually do anywhere between four and six drafts. And then when I do a draft, I start on page one and I rewrite the whole book to the end. So I, I'll do that for at least four times. And then um, after that, I'll just go in and fix little parts. So that's, and uh, that probably took me at least a year. And in, but I didn't necessarily, like I would put it down every, between my drafts and work on a picture book or a, a book for adults. So overall, it probably took me a year, but it may have taken me a little bit less because I put it down for some of that. Okay. Um, was anything in the book based on something that you've experienced in your life? Um, I'm sure I always put little things about real life in my book. So I'm trying, let me think. Um, well, Gretchen Oyster herself is adopted. I'm not adopted and she was adopted from China, but we have very good friends who adopted a baby from China, a girl from China, who in fact was just over the other day. She's a young adult now living on her own. And, um, um, so I, you know, I've always seen her once in a while and, um, she's not really anything like Gretchen, but, uh, I think that probably put that idea in my mind and, um, I'm trying to think what else, um, um, Probably a lot of this is a little bit more um, like I haven't drawn as much on real life things. There are some books I've written that are that are much closer to real life. Um, and I think probably this one is more fictional. I was a little bit bullied by when I was a kid, but not like not in a major way, just by some kids once in a while on the street. Actually, my brothers went and offended me. I have two older brothers. So we didn't even call it when I was a kid, no one said called bullying or really dealt with that as an issue. Um, but I had a little bit of experience of that. Um, but I guess that's about all not so most of it's pretty fictional. Um, so I always thought that, it, that the name Gretchen Oyster was really unique. Where did you come up with that name? Well, 
That's interesting. You're the first person to ask me where I got that name. And I'm always looking for names because I, I get, you know, it's really nice if you, if I can find a name that both feels like a real person, but also is a little bit different. You guys all have names that are actually a little bit different from, from the names of like when I grew up and everyone was named Michael or David basically, or, or, um, Barbara or Rachel or something. So I think there's a lot more variety in names now than there used to be. And also of course, cultural variety because people in Canada are, we have such a diverse country and it used to be that people more would change their names and now people use names more from their country or background of origin more. So we have, a you know that from your classes, you have a lot more variety. But I have a book here, believe it or not, which is a baby naming book that I actually sometimes use when I need to find a name because it's, I really need to find the name of a character before I can write their story. So sometimes I use it, but also, I don't know if you can see, I've written, I've written a lot. Whenever I hear an interesting name, I write it into my book here. And Gretchen Oyster was actually a name that I heard. It was a real person's name that I borrowed. Um, and I just thought it was such a great and then kind of an unlikely name and a little, almost like a, and a little bit funny almost. I don't know why, just the name Oyster seems like kind of a funny last name because it's a, a creature. Um, so when I heard that name, I wrote it down and I knew one day I would do it. I would use that name as a character. Um, and that's, that's where the name it actually came from a real person who doesn't know I stole their name. <laughs> so we read on your website that you worked um, in the, um, in the Toronto small press scene. Did you enjoy that job? Yeah. You know, when I started, um, trying to be a writer, I wrote two adult novels and an adult book of short stories, all of which were rejected by publishers. So I spent like 10 years trying to write books that nobody wanted to publish. And that was really hard and very discouraging and, and, um, depressing sometimes, you know? So I, um, started to get involved in a little bit of small press publishing, partly for my mental health to kind of take a little bit of control because it's very frustrating when you have no control over whether you're going to get published or not. The control is all with the publishers. So I published, I have over here a little, where is it? Here, here it is. This is the first thing I ever published is this little booklet here called two stories. And I, I took it to a fast printer and had it printed. I think I must've done a hundred copies or something. And I just get, I basically gave it away and I sent it to people in the mail and, and that's kind of how I got started doing it. And I really enjoyed doing it. And so I continue to be involved and even now I'm involved. So. There's some here. Here's 
So I'm involved in a small press now that publishes little books. Here, maybe you can see that. It's a pretty one. This is, um, and and there's mostly poetry we publish, and we just do like a hundred copies, and and um, we hand bind them. I, I when I was about sixteen, I started started to learn how to book bind by hand, which is something people do, so that I could make books. And so we sew them by hand, and um, and I still I still love to do it. So even though I publish with big publishers, and I still love to make books myself. It's a lot of fun. And I love the sense of control of being able to make all the decisions. So um, uh, yeah, so it's something that I recommend people, you know, everybody, everybody wants to be an author should have their own little press, I think. Uh, did you always know you were going to be an author? I knew pretty young. I knew when I was 11 or 12, I decided. And I sometimes I wonder to myself why I was so sure. And part of it was that whenever we had to do, have an assignment, we had to write a story or a poem for class. I just loved doing it. And then, and usually my teacher really liked it and I got a lot of hats on the head for it, you know. So, and that always feels good when people like what you do. And I think I liked it too, because my brothers were, were more science oriented and they weren't really into the arts. So it made me different from my big brothers. I adored my big brothers, but I didn't like being compared. They were smart and I always felt a bit dumb next to them. So I figured I'd do something different. Um, and then I, uh, so I knew when I was about 11 and I was, every once in a while I would write a poem or a story. And then when I was in high school, I got more serious and I wrote a lot, quite a lot of short stories in high school. And by then I wrote poetry too, but I think I knew I really wanted to write fiction. And then um, just got more, more serious about it as I got into university and wrote more and started trying to get published. And I don't think there's really any rush to know what you want to be. Some writers don't find out till much later, but, um, I, I, I feel lucky because I, i still do the thing that I wanted to do when I was a kid and I still love to do it. So that seems like a very for a lucky thing to have. Okay. Well, that was all of the questions that we had. Okay. Uh, thanks so much for doing this with us. Uh, My pleasure. It was really fun. Thanks for listening. Make sure to tune in next week with Bailey and Lizzie when they talk to the author of The Girl of the Seven Seas, Michelle Kaz Thank you.